You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. What is up, Goat Flippers? I am your host, Lurk. Thanks for checking out this week's episode of Lamb Goat's Van Flip Podcast, the number one hardcore and metal-related podcast on all of the internet. On this week's episode, I'm joined by Chad Johnson, co-founder of Furnace Fest. And I'm sure you could tell by now in the episodes you've already listened to, if you've listened to the previous episodes, that I am a big fan of Furnace Fest and I can't wait. I've been waiting for almost two years for this festival to come and it is only like 20 plus days away depending on when you're listening to this episode. But in this episode, we talk about what it took and what led up to putting on the festival and how they're dealing with the ever-changing landscapes of putting on shows at this time and all that and dealing with cancellations and bans and all sorts of juggling acts. I also talked to Chad a little bit about his A&R days with Tooth and Nail, as well as going down memory lane. How can you not with someone who was kind of instrumental in the early 2000s, uh, you know, hardcore and metal scene and putting on that Furnace Fest those first couple years? So, yeah, we get into it a lot about the old golden era, as I like to call it. Whether this is your first time checking out the show or you're a return listener, if you enjoy the content we're doing here on The Van Flip, please take the time out of your day to go ahead and follow or like us on whatever platform you're currently listening to us on. And if you have a couple extra seconds and you want to leave a rating and review, we would greatly appreciate that as well. Don't forget to visit lambgoat.com for everything hardcore and metal related. Follow Lambgoat on social media. Give us a like on Facebook and you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Lambgoat. Head over to the Lambgoat YouTube page and you can find all of these podcasts in video format plus other Lambgoat bonus content. While you're there, don't forget to hit the subscribe button and the alert bell so you're always notified when new episodes or content is uploaded. And if you want to follow me, Lurk, the host of the show, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lurk City. That's L-U-R-K-C-I-T-Y. And if you're too lazy to go searching for it, we have all of those links in our description or show notes depending on whatever you're listening to. Us on. Oh yeah, what's this? I feel this. Oh yeah, this is stuff. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Lamb Goat presents the Van Flip Podcast. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to this episode of the Lamb Goat Van Flip Podcast, the number one metal hardcore slash underground podcast on all of the internet. Today I am joined by Chad Johnson, not the Hall of Fame ride receiver from the Cincinnati Bengals, but someone as maybe as influential as a sports figure like that. Chad has done a lot for the music scene, uh, quote-unquote, the heavy music scene. He's found a lot of bands as an A&R person. He's worked with record labels, most notably like, you know, Tooth and Nail. Um, you also, Chad, have uh, been the, you know, driving force from uh, driving force for Furnace Fest, obviously, as everyone can tell from the title of this episode. So first off, I want to say I'm very excited about the upcoming festival, which we are now technically a month away, so I can't yeah. even hold back my excitement for the most part. But I also want to thank you for not only bringing it back, but allowing Lamb Goat to be a somewhat of a part of it. Uh, I know we'll be there covering it. So, yeah, man, welcome to the yeah, show. Dude, and again, well, thank you. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Uh, the, you know, feelings are 100% mutual. And uh, I feel, you know, for, from my perspective, Lamb Goat 
goes as far back as Furnace Fest does, you know? And when, when we first announced Beloved as the, uh, the, uh, uh, the first signing, you know, the first band to come on board, the, for me, like, in, like I don't know, like, uh, whether it was just, like, instinct or, or like, knee-jerk reaction, but my initial response was, I wonder what people are saying on Lambda. So, <laughs> so I feel like that's, <laughs> that says a lot because there wasn't any other website I went to to see what anyone was saying. So yeah. thank you for all the, all the love you've given us and the support you've shown us. We're, we're honored to have you as part of this. And, and I feel the same. I can't believe that we are at like almost inside the four week window, like oh, a couple yeah. of days and we'll be inside that window. It's, it's like, I, I actually try not to think about it because instantly I have a list in my mind of like, okay, well, did we do that? What about this? What about that? Yeah. Got to cover all your bases, a, do the checklist and everything. Yeah, yeah and it gets, exactly. And because, you know, I, I mean, I wasn't around. I mean, I was around. I wasn't a part of Lamb Goat in the earlier days. That, that's more of a recent thing in the last couple of years. But I am. I was an avid reader of Lamb Goat in the early 2000s as well, especially when you know, the Furnace Fests were going on, the original couple were going on. And I mean, I was in a band around that time. So obviously all that stuff was on my radar. But, you know, I was, I actually remember the first couple, like even viral posts about like wanting to get Furnace Fest back up and running. And I can remember like losing my mind about it. Cause I, I never attended the original Furnace Fest. I was too young and I wasn't yeah. really, uh, you know, able to travel a couple. I'm in Florida, so I wasn't really able to travel to Alabama at that current time. But I remember sure. watching the DVDs and I remember just seeing clips, you know, of of, of the festival and such. And, you know, so many bands um, and artists, you know, kind of had like moments there. I, I remember right. like, I know Andrew WK isn't a big like, you know, scene uh, act, so to speak. But yeah. God, I, I feel like. His set in one of those furnace fests were, was like it, you know, polarized him to a group of people that they normally wouldn't have been into, and then also right. just like made the trajectory of his, you know, his uh, whatever, his, you know, his music and his personality and his act just like go through the roof because that was an insane, you know, insane moment. It for yeah. you know, it was crazy, but it was cool to yeah. watch. No, and I, yeah, I was just going to add that I don't think I, I don't think anyone, myself as a festival promoter back then, or our fans attending, could have predicted that that Andrew would have received the level of a, affection <laughs> and and uh, and just you know like outlandish eruption of of like cel- celebratory just you yeah. know like craziness. I mean, that was. Uh, that that was at that time and still to this day the only time that i think we've booked an artist that was met with so much animosity from <laughs> the the overall community cuz it be and i get it it didn't it didn't really make sense you know it wasn't like it wasn't like we could say dude a- andrews like you know he came out of this crazy metalcore scene and now he's doing this new thing it's just like he he came out of nowhere and had a had you know videos on MTV with blenders and yeah. and uh, ever ever extending uh, you know like uh, amp guitar cable lines <laughs> and it was just yeah crazy. No, he was a, it was a really uh, I really didn't I mean not to go down the Andrew WK rabbit hole but I really didn't know how to take that when when he came out as Andrew WK yeah. it was um, 
you know, party hard stuff and the, the party music was it's it was fun. That album is really fun. And I think seeing him play Furnace Fest, you know, really did kind of like, go, oh, OK, well, I kind of understand what this guy's about. But, you know, before then, it was just like he was on like Ozfest and he was more of a, you know, rock and roll. new metal. He wasn't new metal, but he would play with right. a lot of those bands. So, yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure for him that it was it's like, where do you fit him you know where yeah. what's his box <laughs> yeah seriously. Or, or even even the you know like a genre that we could say he's kind of he's kind of this uh but i was so i mean i think for anyone who was there for for either of the times uh that he would have played I, I think he played twice i could be wrong but i feel like he played twice and and both you know but especially that that first time you know because the first time nobody had any idea yeah by the second time it was everyone was like right. coming with high <laughs> high hopes and and expectations for a party but yeah. uh, it was yeah incredible well sweet memory he was definitely someone that i thought when like i said when the initial kind of like murmurs came out about you know um you were not you but your partner was uh, grimes was sharing some kind of like uh you know feelers about like hey would you guys be interested in something like this or whatever i remember seeing that and i remember going like i would definitely be interested in it and i was like i you'd have to have you know some of those bands back again not saying just those bands but i was thinking sure andrew's got to be one i mean that's like a big monumental monumental moment for the festival but enough about andrew let's get into (laughs) the actual festival um so you guys started in the early 2000s you did a couple you know three or four uh events um, how did that come about? Like, how did, how did you kind of get into the, um, festival kind of, you know, line of work? Because I honestly think like, cause I, I've attended some bigger festivals in the last 20 years, like, uh, Bonnaroo and, and some other festivals. And I, I've seen the influx of like how big the festival scene is now. Like there's festivals all over, you know, for all types of demographics, all types of genres. But I can remember as a young person, uh, I can remember watching, you know, the Furnace Fest DVDs, the Hellfest DVDs. And then I remember even attending the last Hellfest. I was able to, to attend the last Hellfest. Oh, cool. And that was my introduction to like festival life. You know, it right. wasn't like camping on site or anything like that. But it was like, dude, I remember like I would explain people, explain to people when we would go to Bonnaroo. And I'm like, this is cool and everything. Like, I enjoy this. But like. I mean, I did this like 15 years ago or, you know, 12 years ago at Hellfest. And like looking back, like that just blows my mind that, you know, people like you and people like that put on those types of events were able to even get those off the ground and get them going and how big and how well received they were. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that's a good point. I, I don't think that I often travel back to consider like how it all started, but the it really the festival furnace fest grew out of uh local shows that were happening on the ground in Birmingham that I was putting on very poorly that I was <laughs> advertising very poorly that I was you know I didn't know what I was doing I was just I was a 20 something year old fresh out of college moved to Alabama to to get married and uh and I, and I just loved music and I was a fan of music. And so I didn't really want to move work uh, for a moving company my whole life. And I decided after a year of, of two men in a truck that I needed to try something else. And, and Furnace Fest just kind of came naturally from the scene and the environment that was already being cultivated, not, not, not exclusively at all, or, or even, 
um, solely by me, but but by the whole like crew of people that were putting on shows, that were bringing in bands, that were touring with bands. That were, there was just like the early days of both the Christian underground heavy world and then just the, I, I can't really call it mainstream, but just like the regular uh, heavy scene of music. Um, where It was like so much was happening that I feel like Birmingham just kind of enjoyed the overflow. And, um, and Furnace Fest was like, well, since we already do concerts, what if we just kind of brought everybody together for a weekend? And, uh, and originally the events were, were, um, I think like 40 bucks for three days or maybe $50 at the gate. They were, they were not, and they were, they were not, um, I mean, they were well attended by, by, I guess by contrast to like a local concert, you know, there were maybe a couple thousand people there instead of a couple hundred. So mm-hmm. it was like, whoa, everyone's coming together. But um, I think it's, it, it, it really uh, has taken this reset and bringing, bringing Furnace Fest back for me to realize the connection and the way in which the festival, even vicariously through through DVDs, uh, <laughs> were able to to pull on the heartstrings of people like you in different states that hadn't actually been there firsthand, and so it's it was yeah the whole thing has been wild and yeah. wildly unexpected, um, and it's 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 funny. It's like I think I feel like the model if if we were to look at this from a business model. <laughs> It would be lose money four years in a row, <laughs> yeah. do do a you know put together a like completely half-assed, uh, really sketchy festival with no insurance, no barricades, no security, hardly like basically do it all wrong and then let the thing die for like seventeen years and then bring it back and do it right with people that know what they're doing and it'll be successful. It's yeah. Like, and then if you want to, to for extra flair, add in a global pandemic just as like a you know added challenge. So Yeah. I mean that was a that was, I honestly uh because we bought tickets like I bought tickets um kind of early on, honestly. Wow. And uh I I didn't want to run the risk of not being able to cover it and then not have a ticket. So sure. we we uh the group of us um bought tickets, not everyone that with lamb goat, but like my friend party that's coming with me. Yeah. Um, we bought tickets and it was one of those things where I was like, man, I, I can't miss it. Like I can't, I can't let this chance go by. So I did that. And, um, I remember it, you know, I was like, okay, well, pandemic started popping off and I was like, all right, well maybe like, you know, six, eight months down the road or whatever, it'll, you know, dissipate and we can enjoy furnace fest or whatever. And I was really, really, really bummed when, uh, it did get, uh, you know, yeah, delayed back. a little bit and it wasn't really, we, you know, I don't know how long it took for you guys to announce the new dates, but I was like, oh man, that, that's a total bummer. But I yeah. am glad that we are, you know, like I said, about four weeks out and uh, it's, it feels, feels like we're going to be able to do everything. Um, yeah. And you were saying earlier, one of the big questions I had personally was the barriers. Are you going to have barriers or is it going to be something kind of like a traditional kind of like hardcore metal show where you can like, you know, get on stage, stage dive. And it's kind of like that intimacy. Yeah. It's, you know, it is a, it's a, it's a challenge. Cause I think for a lot of us two, two things are at play. One is uh, 
there's a level of organizational structure that never existed originally. Uh, and the, and there's also a level of um, uh, maybe, uh, what's the word? I don't know, common sense that, <laughs> that that's with us now. So right. unfortunately, there, there will very much be barricades. And, uh, and really, it's, it comes down to a venue. The venues are much more... Uh, they've come a long way from mm-hmm. where they once were. And so there's the between venue and um, and sort of legal responsibilities. It's it wouldn't be possible for us to put on Furnace Fest where we want it and still go back. Plus, to me, I'm kind of like, you know, I feel like a lot of hardcore kids in theory love the idea of of being able to like flip off of monitors and uh you know like stomp on each other's heads and like all all these crazy things but but now it's like everyone's like in their 30s and 40s it's like i feel like secretly every hardcore kid's gonna be like man like i'm so thankful that you guys put in the barricade right 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 (laughs) but uh but no i wish uh, there was a funny thing going around when we first started this and a friend started a like hashtag that was something like no no barricades no rules no i can't remember what the other thing oh no barricades no rules no alcohol and uh, (laughs) and i feel like that would have been you know like if we're going to go back to the original like let's talk alcohol because we didn't we didn't have any and Mm. so if we're going to keep it really you know so this time it's like it's like you get barricades, but you can drink. Yeah. So it's kind of like give know. and take, you know, give and take. And plus, like, <laughs> right, like, right, right. Like we were talking, like you just mentioned that we were talking, but you just mentioned, uh, I was thinking, you know, it's the gathering of the 40 year olds for the most part, this festival, which is fine. I'm almost, you know, I'm almost up there. I'm a little, I'm in my late 30s. But uh, yeah. yeah, I expect everyone for the most part to be around my age or a little older. And yeah. um, those kids, even though they may not have enjoyed alcohol back then, Right. Chances are they're enjoying right. alcohol. Chances now. are pretty high. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that seems to be with all the hardcore kids or the, the, the even I don't now I'm not even going to say the other thing. But yeah, the hardcore kids <laughs> usually end up, you know, dabbling in, in drinking and whatnot. But uh, yeah, I again, I look I'm looking forward to it. I uh, this has been something that me and my little group of friends have been talking about for over a year now. So we are Man. very excited. And <clears throat> on top of that, you guys have kind of like stayed true to the original kind of lineups that you guys put on in those first couple of years. I mean, you have added in some newer bands, obviously, um, you know, you have to do that. And, and yeah. the bands that you have added in are along the same lines as like the core demographic uh, or the core genres of uh, the, the bands you had on previously, like bands like knock loose or, you know, they definitely are kind of like a heavier, hardcore crossover kind of band. I don't, mm-hmm. not, they're not a crossover kind of, you know, no, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I'm no one, no you. one, take me on the coals for that. But you know, then you have like <laughs> CU Space Cowboy, who is like that. We had Connie on on the show uh, a couple like, over a year ago. But you know, when I when I heard that band, I was like, man, this is like I get a little nostalgia from the sound of that band because yeah. it does sound kind of like early two thousands metalcore. And Absolutely. you know, on top of that, a lot of the bands that you have on there, whether they're new or old, we've covered on this show. Uh, already. So I'm looking forward to even, you know, hanging out with them. Some we've had in person, some, unfortunately we've had over zoom like this with you and I right now due to the pandemic, but it'll be good. You know, it'll be a good kind of time just to like get together with everybody. And it just seems like 
uh, you know, a family reunion, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that's what we hope for, you know, as a family reunion. And it's, uh, it's been, it's been very, it's been very hard, man, to go through the pausing and the most recent vaccination kind of extra steps mm-hmm. and just, you know, that like as much as I would love to continue seeing everybody just come together and like, it's a family. Re- it, it's like, I don't, I guess it wouldn't be a family reunion without some drama and some <laughs> real world challenges and yeah. some logistical nightmares and some like, well, what about this? Or what about that? And, uh, uh but I, I, I feel that, that the heartbeat from the start was how do we capture as much of the original rhythm and uh, heartbeat of the festival as we can, but while also honoring the modern day kind of like the, the, um, the torch bearers uh, of, of that era, you know, like how, how do we, and, that wasn't necessarily a reference to the really epic uh, metal band from Birmingham, but, but, but pun now intended. Uh, <laughs> but I think that that's, but their era is a great example. You know, there are bands on Furnace Fest that weren't around um, in maybe the early 2000s, but, but we, are influenced we were, by, by, right. Some of we're influenced. Yeah. And that was one of the two, for us, one of the two qualifications was, was was it a band that played one of the originals? If that answer is yes, then we should be doing whatever we can to try to make it work. And then the second was, are they a band that may have been influenced by that era? And if if the second or if the answer to that second question was yes, and so okay, then let's let's try to see if we can make something work. So uh, I appreciate you recognizing that and pointing that out, and and I hope that um, just as for me, I, I've I feel like I am discovering bands that are incredible that I did didn't know existed mm-hmm. because I've been so far removed uh, from this world. And, uh, and it's been incredible. It's just like, Whoa, this is. Yeah. Plus, yeah. I mean, if we really want to get into the nitty gritty of it, you know, we're going to have a bunch of 40 year olds that probably haven't checked out new music in quite some time. And, <laughs> you know, these bands that are similar to the bands that were pre- previously booked, you know, it shouldn't be too hard for them to like one or two of these newer acts that you kind of brought on, which yeah. thus grows the scene a little more, you know, edu- not educates, but, you know, educates, you know, the yeah. older user to some maybe of the newer stuff coming out and then reinvigorates, uh, you know, the music scene a little bit more. Um, what were some of the like, obviously, you have a lot of the bands, uh, especially the bigger bands coming back and playing some of the festival. Um what were some of the bands that you weren't able to have on the festival, whether it's from mm. they're not, they're no longer playing and they weren't going to get back together or logistically it just didn't work out. Yeah, that's a great, great question. Uh, let's see um, here. Let me actually, I'm going to, I'm going to go to this file on my computer where we keep all of this. the wish list. <laughs> yeah. The way it really started as I'm going to go through that. There's a file we we've, from an organizational perspective, we've used Google Docs for everything. So I'm waiting, I'm waiting for Google to send us a check, an endorsement <laughs> check, but it hasn't shown up yet. Uh, but let's see, there's a there's a tab on this thing called the uh, the the ideas band ideas tab, and uh, I'll just go through some of the ones that we had 
pursued that uh, that didn't work out. So a, a band like Elliot was obviously way up there for mm-hmm. us. Um, Gorilla Biscuits, yeah, Strong yeah. Arm. Uh, let's see the. Uh, it's funny to see quite a few of these that actually did work out. Um, <laughs> yeah, surprising, which is, huh? which is really cool. Yeah, Snapcase, mm. uh, the. Um, the Red Chord, the story so far, this day forward. Um, now, some of these were on the original lineup, right? Like the original yeah, a few announcement. Of these were on the yeah. original lineup, and then and then changed. Probably the one. Um, uh, it seems like, like man, what are the two? Like the Hope Conspiracy, Bane, Strong Arm, um, Mad Ball. Like there, yeah, there were quite a few that that I think either we had gone after or it, it, for one reason or another, it just didn't, didn't, it didn't work. Um, and, uh, I don't, I can't recall exactly, but I want to say that in total, we may have reached out to well over 200 artists. I mean, the, the botches, the coalesces, uh, yeah. the, like pretty much any, almost any band you could think of that fit this, this world. It's very likely that we had at least tried to make contact. Um, and out of the 200, we ended up with our 90 artists that, that I'm extremely thrilled and honored to partner with. But, um, but yeah, there was a lot, it was always frustrating when you, when it felt like you were making a little progress with someone and someone would be like, well, we talked to the guitar player or my friend, you know, knows the manager or we reached out to the agent or however the lines of communication might happen, uh, to then realize like, well, actually they, you know, this person's gone or this, this thing's getting in the way, or there's yeah. this other event or it just, uh, a lot of stuff that you, you pretty quickly realize that no matter how many artists you chase, you're, you, you maybe if, if sort of, you know, everything kind of aligns perfectly, you maybe end up with half of those mm-hmm. as confirmations. And, uh, and I think it's, I just felt like I had to be, I had to learn to be really grateful for the one, for everyone that said yes. And, and, uh, and recognize that um, everyone's got life. Everyone's right. got stuff going right. on. Everyone it, it's it, to ask a band to get together, especially the reunion sets. Um, you know, like for me, one of the hardest ones was the band grade. Uh, we had asked grade um, to play. And I can't think of the name of the record right now. Um, the, the grade album that I'm pretty sure everyone um, would would be like, oh, that's the record, Under the Radar. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, it came out in 1999. And, um, and Kyle, the singer of that band, we talked over Facebook, I believe. And, and he had, I think he had either undergone or was about to undergo some kind of like throat surgery or some, had something going on with his throat. So, you know, there was some, some like that where you realize that it's not a, not because people don't necessarily want to get back together and and have this incredible hoorah with with all their friends and and uh, and fans, but but that there's there's been realities of life that old man issues that, sometimes. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. It can be any. It could be anything. Yeah. So anytime a band would say yes, the chariot was a big one. We I mean, oh, don't even I mention probably, it. I probably <laughs> asked Josh. Like he could tell you for sure, but I'm. Sh- I would guess that I at least 
heckled him like five times over it. And, uh, and I'm sure every time it was a definite no, right? Yeah. Every time. Right. And it just got, but, but, the, and then there was even like at one point, somebody had created a fake, uh, furnace fest announcement that said the chariot and it looked like any one that we had released. So it looked very <laughs> plausible. And, and then Josh was kind of upset. And I was like, dude, it, it, like somebody literally took this in. So it was funny though. It's funny because we, we had to release like a joint, statement you know that like <laughs> yeah. sorry that yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> this was not you know the festival or the band's intention and <laughs> yeah I, I, when i had josh on uh he that was i was lucky enough to do that pre-pandemic and it was an in-person you know cool. kind of like hangout at the house and uh oh man he's I amazing de- I, yeah he definitely is he's probably one of my favorite scene frontman, if not frontmen of all yeah. you know of all bands because he actually yep. gives everything and leaves it out there. But, um, yeah, he really does. One of the things was, man, when is the cherry getting back together? And I kind of got from the conversation on record and off record that mm, it, it's probably never going to happen. And that's, that's, no. kind of, that's kind of a bummer, but you know, if it were to happen being at furnace fest or maybe playing somewhere in Douglasville where, you know, home show right. or whatever would be what it would be. But you know, that would, I was thinking, man, it would be really great to have them play that or, you know, whatever, yeah. but yeah, it is absolutely. What it is. And it's, and that's, and that's where I feel like I, I develop even more respect for someone like Josh, because I don't think that, I don't think anybody could throw any amount of money at Josh that would, that would convince him that, okay, now this is a good idea. I mean, th- there's a level of artistic purity that oozes out of him where it's like that was in the past and it was, it happened for the time it was meant to happen. But now I'm now is now. And I'm just, I'm living in the present and I'm not interested in going backwards. Yeah. And it's it like, man, that's, he never really has been, you know, he's, he, no. le- he left Norma Jean at like the peak of the, at the time, the peak right. for Norma Jean. And then, you know, he stepped into the chariot and, you know, I don't necessarily know if, cause I'm a fan of both. So I have bias. Yeah. Right. Uh, I don't necessarily know if the chariot ever got bigger than Norma Jean did with Corey in it, but I know right. that obviously Norma Jean with Corey is still going on. Uh, but you know, Josh is a man of mystery, so to speak. You yeah, know, he he, is. he leaves you wanting more, and I think that's kind yeah. of what his goal is. And uh, yeah, I think so too. I think yeah. I think that he knows that. Uh, I don't know. It's just like to say to to just keep the focus on what he's presently engaged in sort of it only like builds the mystique behind everything else that he's done. And it's like, kind of makes you want to go and like, all right, actually I want to, how can I collect more of those records or how Mm -hmm. can I like get, pick up some of that old merch again? Oh yeah. I'm I'm constantly looking for it on the internet. (laughs) So right. Right. I think uh, it builds demand. And definitely. And and, my schemer, Oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. You're, you're more important. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, my my schemer promoter Furnace Fest brain is like, what you know, like what else could I do, you know? And that's where I just like, what else, like how else can I spin this that would? But it was like it didn't matter what I tried. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh was was very clear and very kind and very uh, transparent about it, and and it was like, wow, I, I of all the rejections. I feel like his, there may have been others that felt similarly and just didn't say it, but I felt like his was the most unique because of what he was saying and mm-hmm. the reasons why he wasn't. Cause it, 
I think to so many people, it was a, such a no brainer. Oh, well, you know, Josh literally announced from the stages of Furnace Fest that he was leaving Norma Jean. What a perfect, you know, way to right. come back and do something that, that, that kind of celebrates that, that yeah, season of life. We're more than likely going to see him like play with Norma Jean again than, than with the chariot right. guys. Uh, and yeah. you know, I don't know if that, because I know Josh will be there, uh, his new his new group. Well, six- unfortunately, he won't oh. be there. Oh. As, yeah, as of this week. So the corn tour. Um, oh, yeah, the rescheduling got of the rearranged, corn tour. Yeah. got rescheduled. And unfortunately, the dates on that tour coincide exactly with Furnace Fest. So it's a bummer. But, yeah, he's no longer. So we're we're waiting for the. For the re- we have an email out for a replay, but it's like, how do you replace Josh? You yeah, know, it's yeah, like he's a big, no, he's a big at the end of the day, we we kind of just have to admit, you know, that there's there's no replacing. Like, yes, we can we can fill a slot uh, so that we maintain the same number of artists, but you can't just be like, well, artist A, here's the exact, you know, mm-hmm. here's the perfect fit uh, with artist B. Yeah, yeah. Well, unfortunately, it's. I'm sure it was a lot, a little easier too, for you to get some of these bands because some people may not know that you do have long-term kind of relationships with some of these bands because, uh, like I said previously on, in the intro, you you've done some A and R and you've worked at uh, record labels over the course of your uh, you know tenure in the music industry, mm-hmm. and uh, you know you found bands like. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you also found Norma Jean and, and everything like that. I didn't. I did. That's actually one that was always nearby, and I I know of them because they were from you know at, Atlanta. Uh, but technically, I didn't find them. But I, but I did have the joy of discovering Under Oath. And yeah. Under Oath was was a band that would uh, I feel like them and Norma Jean were for a season almost always around each other oh, yeah. and doing something together. And so also he um, is legend too, right? You kind of yeah. had a hand in he is mm-hmm. legend. Yeah. A lot of your band, a lot of your bands have been on this podcast. Um, and I've, it, obviously under oath and he is legend are two of my, you know, cornerstones for back in the early two thousands. So it was cool to yeah. have those guys on, but um, I'm sure it was really easy to kind of, you know, ask those kinds of guys that you've had long-term relationships with, you know, like uh, even Beloved and all other kinds of acts like that. So um, was it more of a struggle to get, I mean, obviously it probably wasn't even a struggle to fill the lineup because, you know, you have such a, a core group of bands to choose from, you know, where you're reaching out to bands like Coalesce and Botch, which unfortunately I'm bummed that either of those bands, I didn't even know that you guys were reaching out to them. I'm kind of bummed now. Yeah. That right, right. Now, I shouldn't have said anything, you know. What band do you hate, Dave? That's the one. That I'll just tell you all the bands that you dislike. Those are the ones that we went after. So you'll have, you'll have no sad feelings. I don't hate I don't hate a lot of bands. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, good. you know, um, it's definitely a bummer. But, I mean, again, like, uh, that brings me to my next question. What are the chances? Because, obviously, you know, it does take a lot of time, effort, and energy to kind of put something on like this and it may not have the same effect if you do it again a year later but would you would you see you guys you guys bringing back like furnace fest next uh not well yeah in 2022 if everything goes according to plan or if everything yeah i think that's the big i think that's the big unknown i mean i i guess to me there there's still originally and even in the in this kind of like little blurb that we wrote to go alongside with furnace fest it says something like uh the the one-time resurrection 
uh, of whatever. I can't remember the exact phrase that we use, but but we've literally used the one-time thing because the whole idea has been this is a one-off to celebrate the season that we all loved and valued and enjoyed, but this is never meant to be anything beyond that. And and so I think that that for me it's still it's still really hard to get past that idea because thanks to COVID, we haven't even fulfilled the first one. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like we're still like, we still, we're still four weeks out from fulfilling the first one. And, uh, and I, I guess I just feel like uh, as a human, a whole lot of responsibility and weight on my shoulders to just like do a phenomenal job with what we've been given um, but I, yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's tough. It's like, I don't, I, I, to, you know, to be completely transparent, the level of interest and excitement behind this has absolutely boggled my mind. It's been <laughs> completely, uh, like it's caught me completely unaware. So to me, I guess one of, one of the maybe indicators that I'm looking for, uh, is, what people are saying. So, because I really, I, I always wanted Furnace Fest to be a festival for the people and by the people and, and not, not you know, not, I don't know. I just wanted it to be something that like came from the ground up and was an answer to what people were asking for and not just my way of, of trying to gain recognition or um, popularity or I don't know, some other right. stupid, selfish, uh, self-serving kind of aim. Um, so I think in this case, it's like if at this Furnace Fest, the number one question is, are you guys doing a, another one? Then I, then I feel like, OK, well, that's well, maybe this is what the people want, you know, and if yeah. that's what they want, then I think it's something we have to look at. Um, at the end of the day, it's like it's just yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard for me to see past September 26, 2021, because of how much, how, how like in the mud of putting this thing on we are, like how in the thick of it we're currently, um, it just where we're at. And so a, a long-winded way for saying, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And um, I wish that it was, uh, yeah, it's like, it, it, it's kind of, it's sobering to hear even in the news today that, that, um, that it's possible that we'll continue to live with COVID well into next year, you know, like, it's just, it's just hot. Everything's, uh, I don't know. Everything's a little, uh, certainly a little heavier right now because of the fact that we're, we're kind of dealing with ramp ramped up cases and, concerns related to that and, and uh, protocols that were not in place a month ago that are right. now. And so they're just, that there's a, there's a, there's definitely been a, a kind of a, a rude awakening for what it takes to bring something to the finish line in this climate. Right. Uh, and, that, and that's kind of like why I was asking a little bit about maybe, do, you know, if it's something that's going to continue to go, because obviously, <clears throat> with the current situation as far as like, you know, pandemic COVID goes and this, that, the other, you know, there may be some people that won't want to come obviously because of such, you know, things, but 
you know, obviously those people probably are hoping for, you know, another around another round of uh, Furnace Fest in the later years. But also, <clears throat> I think that there's just a, you know, a missing, you know, there are festivals that do heavy music, right? But it's also coupled with the bands that sell, you know, millions of records and such like that. Like you'll have, yeah. you know, your big bands like Slipknot, Five Finger Death mm-hmm. Punch, Disturbed, all these festivals that are, you know, catering to, you know, heavy music, so to speak. But I think what, you know, is missing is, the, or, or, you know, is something like Furnace Fest or a Hell Fest or anything like that. Because those those festivals were more niche than the big rock festivals that are so popular now, you know what I mean? And um, I do feel like if there were some, because, you know, now there's no there's no Warp Tour. And then not yeah. saying that Warp Tour and Furnace Fest are the same thing, but they, sure. there is no, a lot I of crossover. You know, there is some mm-hmm. crossover there. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, I think there is a, a void for yeah. that kind of, mar- you know, in the market. And uh, I personally would love to see more of that void filled uh, because, you know, there, I, I think, and I'm not going to speak ill of like Slipknot festivals or, or you know, or um, big festivals that have these bigger acts on there. Because obviously <clears throat> they do bring a few bands from our, you know, our, our scene into the into their lineups. And, you know, that yeah. does grow the scene a little bit. But I feel like, you know, with the Internet the way that it is now, because, I mean, you guys did festivals, you know, in the early days of MySpace, even it wasn't right. even like a thing. So, you know, you have so many more resources available to mm-hmm. you, uh, to not only reach the older fan base, but to create and gain a bigger fan base, you know? Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, I think back when we originally put on Furnace Fest, it was like, like, I don't know, like, so I can't even remember the name of it, but it was like a chat room, you know, or like <laughs> message boards were like the place where you would go to talk like the, like now it's like, oh, there's a comment section, you know, if it's, if, if somebody announces something, you know, that someone else doesn't like, it's like, you just kind of like scroll through the comment section and watch all these crazy interactions happen. But um, it, it is really wild to think, especially the first year in, in 2000, 2001, even, um, how hard it was for us to get the word out, you know, like the, it just wasn't the same. Like, yes, there was the internet, but it wasn't utilized and it wasn't. Oh my God. It was so, it's so archaic if you actually want right. to compare it. <laughs> right. It's just unbelievable. So it's, so now to be able to, I think if one of the most frustrating things about this year and probably one of the most compelling arguments for me personally to do, to consider uh, another <laughs> Furnace Fest year is the reality that most of our international guests mm-hmm. will not be able to join us because uh, of the COVID um, travel stipulations. So, yeah. so that's hard. I mean, that, that, that was one of the coolest things to me about, about uh, the original Furnace Fest is that there were always people from other nationalities, always people from different countries, even if there was a few of them, but they were always there. And they, they, it was just like this, cool like you're standing next to this hardcore kid from coleman alabama and then on right next to you is is someone from tokyo japan you know and it's like wow this is uh or our our friend from italy that would do all the the photographs you know Mm -hmm. these crazy 
I mean, it's like I definitely like experienced weird. that. I, I experienced it myself when I went to the uh, the, hell, the last Hellfest. You know, it was it was one of those things where I mean, the attendance may not be like in the high upper thousands, or so to right, speak. You right. know, like like Furnace Fest was a couple, you know, couple thousand, three five thousand attendance. But yep. you know, of those three to five thousand, yeah, there are people that are coming from all over the world, and like you know, I, that. At the time, it didn't really hit me, but now, you know, growing up and just like, geez, please, man, that was like a really cool thing that something like that would draw all over the world. And again, like you're saying, the internet wasn't the internet today. It, it was a yeah. much more archaic thing, and so it was it was insane to see that. And you know, again, I'm trying to always think of like how can we grow this little this little group that we have, you know, because like, like a lot of these bands are great, and a lot of these bands need. Uh, financial compensation, unfortunately, to continue doing their art. And it's something that, you know, I I want to kind of help in any which way that I can to grow this little, you know, club that we have. Yeah, no, it's amazing. And I, and I feel very much, uh, I don't know, like, like a strange warmth, uh, that, that I get to play a small part in that again, you know, because, uh, it it is, it is a beautiful community and, uh, it is to me, it's always been the, the in to me that what's i guess been most interesting about the way that i felt like the hardcore world and the, and the sort of underground scene worked was that once you were a part of that even if you disagreed on any other level for any other aspect of life you could agree on a a album or a band or a show or something you know you could find the common ground very easily between uh, two people and mm-hmm. it's uh i feel like yeah we need a we need a whole lot more of that yeah well hopefully furnace fest does actually you know do something along those lines i think uh and it being something that you know uh is is happening kind of on the tail end of a lot of people not having gone to an event in general um yeah you know, I went to a Madball show. You brought Madball up earlier. I, I went to yeah. a Madball show. It was my first show back as far as like, you know, a touring act coming to town. Right. And uh, it was a tiny venue and I've already talked about it on this podcast, but it was insane. And I was actually like, I'm like, I'm a little worried, you know, because people, <laughs> people are so pent up, not pent up, but, you know, like they've been pent up and they've, you yeah. know, it's going to be a crazy time. And right. I'm assuming it's going to be an even more crazy time at Furnace Fest because of the scale of it all, you know? Yeah. And my, you know, my, I had this conversation months ago, maybe even over a year ago when, no, no, actually I take it back. It was this past March when we first kind of announced the, the lineup for this September date. And, uh, and I said, man, I'm, I'm, I just don't know how people are going to respond because of our sort of fear of being around each other. And obviously mm-hmm. at that point, the vaccination process was very minimal and, uh, there was a lot more, a lot more fear in the air. But uh, I said, I, I just don't know how people are going to respond to to a band that they would normally have gone crazy for. And he, you know, he just said, "Man, as soon as the first note or the first drum uh, stick hits the drum, like it's going to be pure pandemonium." Mm-hmm. And, People are going to go crazy. Uh, and, and I was like, I don't know. I'm not sure that I, that I see that. And then I was watching 
kind of randomly some of the the turned on Hulu and was watching the Lollapalooza live stuff. And I was like, wow, <laughs> oh yeah, he's right. Cause they're like, they're going, I mean, it's like nobody is. Yeah. They're all aft like, elbows oh, and stuff. Yeah. It was crazy. Right. Turn up for that. It was wild. So yeah, yeah that's, be- that's something I'm really looking forward to. Uh, just being around, a, I mean, it sounds bad to say, especially in these times, but I'm looking forward to being around a large group of people, especially right. a large group of people that share the same, you know, passions about music and, yeah. And just like whatever the hardcore style, the hardcore uh, community is about and stuff. But um, outside of that, like, what bands are you looking forward to the most on the roster? I know you have your personal favorites, so like, you know, yeah, what, yeah, what, but, what what what's really sparking your interest? Like you, cause well, you know. uh, yeah. For thanks for asking. I mean, I think for sure to me the uh, I just uh, I. I think what's going to be most exciting is that I, I get to enjoy this Furnace Fest with my family. Mm. Uh, with my, my daughter was born, let's see, she was, she would have been born the year, the second year of Furnace Fest. And, um, and so it's crazy to think that I'm going to Furnace Fest with my 16 year old son, my 20 year old yeah, daughter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my wife and and uh, and so I've been listening to a bunch of bands with my son especially and I would I would say without a doubt that Turnstile is the one that he and I are collectively most excited to see. Uh, I think for me it's like I'm I'm of course really really thrilled to see all uh, all these bands that I haven't seen in so long like Beloved and mm-hmm. Few Left Standing and. All, just all these bands that I've that I haven't seen in forever, but I, I think that some of the maybe like the eras, the turnstiles, um, the uh, touches, the defeaters, like bands that I've actually never seen in my life, mm-hmm. are ones that I'm like, wow, I've never like. I kind of, I kind of know what Under Oath's gonna look like on stage. <laughs> yeah. you know? Like, yeah. I have a pretty good idea in my head of what that's going to look like, how it's going to sound and how people are going to respond. But, but I, I don't know how, um, I really have no clue what be well or counterparts or, um, see you space cowboy or mm-hmm. any, you know, any of these bands that I I've never seen them live. Right. So I don't know what to expect. And I, I feel like maybe, maybe selfishly, I'm really looking forward to being the, the like fanboy that, gets to experience some of these new favorite bands uh, for the first time, you know, and, and while of course celebrating all the ones that I haven't seen in years and years um, and reliving memories and moments and Mm -hmm. lyric lines uh, that, that I've been listening to this whole time. I just haven't been screaming along with, you know, 10,000 people. So (laughs) what I, speaking of your son and your daughter uh, being of like, you know, an age to where they're probably into their own music and, and everything like that. And they could very well be into this style of music, obviously because of you and whatnot. Um, do they have any kind of like, did they give you any kind of like, Hey, you should get this band on or that band on, or, you know, did they introduce you to anything that you kind of weren't really necessarily thinking about putting on? No, I don't. I'm looking at the flyer just to make sure that I, that I don't, <laughs> uh, I don't, that I'm not forgetting someone. No, I don't think that it was so much uh, them bringing up artists. I think it was more, it's probably been much more me introducing them to artists. Like, like, Hey, you listen to this band, you know, what do you mm-hmm. think of this band? And we 
driving in the car, especially put on a, a song from era um, or uh, misery signals or all, any, any, all a bunch oh, of these don't bring up misery signals. I, that, I know, that was, so, that was someone that I was I really, like their really name is unfortunately prophetic. You know, it's like, why, why did you guys have to bring, bring the sorrow with you, you know, yeah. but, uh, but no, it's frustrating that the, the border situation between our countries is, uh, uh, you know, was not thinking about Furnace Fest first and foremost, which yeah, right. they should be. You know, it's like, what's wrong with them? So does that mean? <laughs> but but because uh, I didn't, I didn't really understand why certain bands dropped off, and I kind of assumed that Misery Signals was something along the lines of like the border. But then that made me very uh, worrisome about like Comeback Kid because I know they're right, close. Right. So. Well, we it's as soon as we got the the email from misery signals, we immediately <laughs> reached out to comeback kid with the same, like, Hey, is this going to affect you guys and comeback kid? I mean, I think that, I think there's a bit of a different dynamic between the bands in terms of work and what they can get away with from a time perspective. Mm-hmm. But come, if I'm not mistaken, comeback kid are flying from Canada to the UK and then are like spending, I don't know how much time there and then are like flying from there here and then I think they may have to spend some amount of time here. I don't know. The whole thing is like crazy, but they have this, this like masterminded uh, solution for mm. how to make it work. So they were like, no, no, we're good. We're going to be there. It's all we, cool. have, we got this plan. So well, that's good. I was really worried but about just that. just made too. it right. I mean, it just made it um, much harder. And I think for a lot of festivals, that included artists, uh, international artists. Um, that's one of the reasons why we're seeing so many lineup changes is because they just can't, uh, they're not able to, to make it work. So yeah. from a, from a travel perspective. And that brings me to another question I was just thinking of, do you expect, or do you, are you forecasting for anyone that's like kind of, you know, the weekend of you kind of, they can't make it because of that kind of stuff or. No, not so much. Uh, I mean, I think Comeback Kid is the only other one that was that we were concerned about, but not there's there's no forecasting in terms of artists that we think, you know, on a scale of one to ten, this band, you know, like Kill Switch are super likely to show up. Under Oath, extremely unlikely. You know, right. like there's there's no scale or anything. Uh, I think that unfortunately, there we all sort of know that that's a possibility, and um, that we the closer we get, the more we're seeing um, the domino effect where it's like tours got shifted and all of a sudden it's like, because everyone else is trying to, to figure out what to do and how to make it work. And so, uh, but my, I guess I've, I, maybe the hope or like the silver lining is that I feel that once we get inside the four week window, then at that point, it's gotta be some form of an emergency that people were not able to forecast because it's like for, I mean, if you're a band, especially a reunion band, you're getting together to practice. You're communicating with the rest of the members consistently. Like you would have had plenty of time to say, Hey, we don't think we can do this um, for whatever reason. So, uh, but you know, it's like a, I, I think that, they're, everyone's showing one another a whole lot of grace and understanding in this time and just recognizing that it's not, this is, these are not normal circumstances and nothing about this uh, is a normal scenario. And so we've got to make the absolute best of what we've, what we've got and yeah. um, take it one day at a time. That brings me to my, another question. Um, 
now this doesn't come out this week or next week. It comes out, you know, a couple weeks down the road. So I'm yep. going to, I'm going to ask you some, uh, I'm going to put you on the spot. Nice. There's, there's nice. Gonna, so two weeks from now. In <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's going to be, I, I know, you, you know, you had a lineup and there's a lot of bands that were, you know, kind of left off the lineup that maybe were on a lot of people's wish lists and such like yeah. that. There's also going to be a lot of like, you know, pre-party shows that are going on mm-hmm. the week of, uh, not just in your area, but all over on the road to, you know, mm-hmm. Furnace Fest, and the other. Now, you, you just kind of, we just kind of went over that 68's not going to be there. Um, you know, I, and I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know if you've replaced the Misery Signals uh, slot yet, or, or was that with Barrier No, and, and technically we, well... So technically the way it works is Saturday we had was the only day that we had 31 artists. So 30 was our goal every day. And we added Jeremy Enoch back in on Saturday, which brought us up to 31. So technically we're replacing 68, Light the Torch, and um, Open Hand. Those are the three that have canceled. Yeah, I know. Out of the three, (laughs) to be completely fair... Open Hand is the one that I'm like, no. I you know, mean, that's like a band them, that I but... got into way later. I wasn't into them then, and I got yep. into them way later in the last couple of years here. And then when they were on that show, I was like, oh, well, I'll be able to get to see them live, and now it's going to be really cool. But now, that, that... yeah, yeah, they had they had some. It's like they they had just same kind of thing. They have members that have other responsibilities mm-hmm. that can't uh, just. It becomes too complicated, uh, and so uh, so we we are replacing each of those other bands to keep it the the goal is to always keep it of of even 90 artists uh 30 a day but um but yeah we're close we have so we have two we have two bands confirmed for the three uh that i just mentioned and then the third one we're waiting hopefully today we'll have an answer so we have an offer out but just waiting would these bands, uh, I don't know, would they would they rhyme with On Broken Wings or Remembering Never or anything like that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like, I don't think that they do rhyme with either of those, unfortunately. <laughs> but I do think that there's a lot of people that uh, would not be disappointed if we took a few of the artists from the pre-parties uh, or the after-parties and mm-hmm. put them into the actual fest. Um, and, and it is, you know, it's ironic how in in a time and season where the possibilities are stronger than ever, that we'll have to continue playing kind of like musical chairs with the lineup um, is that we do have some bands that are that, well, Oh, you guys happen to be here in the area. Right. So hey, that's, a, that's actually really helpful from a festival perspective. Right. You know? Exactly. But, um, um, what are some like, Okay. I have two. I have two other questions that I'm really interested in, but uh, I'll go with this one first. What What was the band that everyone was most vocal about, <clears throat> outside of maybe some that we've already talked about, like the Chariot and such? What are some bands that people were they were on mo- most of those wish lists that you couldn't just make happen, like for one reason, one reason or the other. Yeah, um, Seven Angels, Seven Plagues was oh, yeah, one yeah. that I remember seeing. Many, many times over. Um, I'm trying to think of who else would have been. Strong Arm was on the list so many times. There was even there was even a um, uh, what's that called? Uh, a petition that had gone out that was like petitioning people to right. make this happen. A change.org petition or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
the Dillinger escape plan. Oh, that would have been a good one. I didn't even think about them because, again, I think that's probably done and passed with Greg. Yeah. Uh, I'm sick of it all. Uh, let's see if there are any other ones on here. Boys Night Out. Oh, yeah, that would have been a good one. Integrity. Good one. Um, X Disciple X, which makes me think you should do them and Shockwave together <laughs> if you're going to go there, you know. Uh, refused. Mm. Anti-Flag. Uh, some of these we already talked about. Thrice. Uh, yeah, American Nightmare. Mm, mm-hmm. um, there's quite a, man, there's a bunch that we just, yeah, that just didn't, Sky Came Falling, um, Earth Crisis, Curl yeah. Up and Die. Yeah, um, yeah quite yeah. a few. that. Uh, Are any of those that you actually like, reached out to? Yeah. Okay. I think most, if not all of them, we probably reached out to. Interesting. Uh, I, I don't have enough time to look at the notes right now, but I'm pretty sure that, that those were all at one yeah, I would, another. I would feel at, like at least if, attempts. Yeah, I feel like if you received a large influx of DMs or emails about cer- certain bands, you would definitely you know think about yeah, we reaching did, out. It was easy, right. It was easy to use the, the kind of like the wish lists that everyone kept giving yeah, so freely <laughs> – as inspiration (laughs) because most of them were already on our, on our radar anyway, but it's, it's encouraging when you hear somebody telling you, you know, like over and over again, this band, this band, this band. Uh, And um, sometimes we're, we're hard of hearing or we just didn't, you know, it just maybe wasn't a band that we had been into as much, but clearly everybody else was. So uh, just recognizing that that that's why we have a wide range of tastes and, yeah, uh, you're not going to please everyone at, all, at the right. same time, especially in something like this. But um, right. And speaking of pleasing everyone, here's my next question. It's probably going to be a toughie. Uh, <laughs> one of the things that I really disliked about, I mean, festivals in general is you know there's stages that are playing at the same time all day, throughout yeah. the day. Um, yeah. One of my biggest fears, obviously, with a lineup this gold, uh, would be that there's going to be a lot of juggling of time spent mm-hmm. between bands that you may want to see. Um, yeah. I, I don't know when you're releasing the schedule, but I, um, I definitely am not worried, but I, I also am like nervous about the schedule. Sure. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you're right. It's gonna, there's going to be juggling. There will be disappointments. There's the, the problem is if any, I guess from my humble opinion, we put, too many good bands all together and we need more filler, you know, like we need like half filler and half great bands. So then everybody could be like, well, I of course am going to choose every time I die over filler, or I'm going to choose walls of Jericho over filler. Mm -hmm. But in this case, it's like, it's just, yeah, man, it's the schedule is going to come out probably a week before the festival. So everybody has enough time to put their favorites and kind of get organized um, but it's still, it's thankfully, I guess my, my, the best news I can give you is that m- almost all of the bands, maybe with the exception of, of opening acts are getting anywhere f- between 40 and 55 or 60 minutes to perform. Okay, so cool. it's not, 
it's not like the original Furnace Fest. It was like 25-minute super short sets for almost everybody. Awesome. Um, I think you could, and then there's enough time in between bands. I think if you wanted to, you could catch a couple of songs from every single band. You'd have to be very strategic and you'd have to be a fast walker, but it could be done. You'd probably have to ignore some friends that are trying to stop you and talk to you about how yeah. cool, well, you know, like with honor set just was, but you're like, I'm just like, it's going to be a, it's a, going. we are um, the lamb groat, the lamb, <laughs> lamb groat, lamb goat crew that is coming with me is that's something that we're like, because not only we not only do we want to attend it as fans, right? Because that's like even if we weren't covering it for Lamb Goat, we would have we would have gone. And sometimes I kind of wish in the last couple of weeks, months here that we weren't covering it for Lamb Goat. But uh, because we are covering it, it's going to be even more double time because obviously we have to be yeah. in certain places and, and and at certain times, and we may sure. not even as a group be together that much, you know, dur- right. during the day. But it is. It is good to hear that they're going to be a little longer sets for some of those bands, but you know, it's hard. I'm sure it's hard to schedule something like, you know, like, I don't know when poison the well, cause poison the well is a band that doesn't necessarily play often at right. all anymore. It's like, how do you choose who plays on the other stages alongside, you know, that right. knowing exactly that the draw is going to be so big for certain bands. Right. And it's the, at the end of the day, you, I think we've, all had to admit that there's no right answer and there's no perfect answer, certainly. Uh, and we've just had to sort of try our best. One of the, one of the other unique scenarios within Furnace Fest is that um, the shed stage is the stage that most people remember as, as kind of like the main stage. Right. But... Um, it's actually more, that's actually not, not really the case this year. The case this year is that the main stage is, is more like a warp tour style stage in what was formerly the parking lot. And so uh, we, we, we're just playing a delicate dance between crowd control and like potential overflow, potential uh, fire, mar- like there's fire marshal, like there's too many people in one place. So it's the whole thing is is a bit of a work of art trying to schedule this, but um, yeah, man, I, I don't know. It's going to be. I, I anticipate that people will both love us and hate us when they see the schedule because it's yeah. like it's like you know too many good bands all at the same time. I can but, agree. I can agree uh, to that. I I think that um, I wouldn't want to be in those shoes as far as like strategically planning all that stuff. The only thing I can probably suggest is maybe having different genres play. You know what I mean? Like uh, bit bands, you know, in bigger bands and certain genres play, you know, because you do have a, a – there are part of the scene, but some are like more emo, some are more indie, sure. some are more, you know, metal, some are more hardcore yeah. that you can maybe, you know, uh, stack balance. stuff. And that's yeah. what we've tried. That, that's exactly right. That's what we've tried to do is counterbalance the bands by style. Yeah, maybe someone that, and again, these bands probably aren't playing the same day, but maybe someone wants to go see Taking Back Sunday and not Kill Switch Engage, you know, and then therefore you can balance the two out. Obviously, they're probably playing different days. and Right, they are playing different days, but so everyone will be happy with those two. But but in the case of Poison the Well, it's like they're playing at the same time as Taking Back Sunday. So it's kind of like, okay, well, well, I have to I have to do what I have to do. Right, not exactly the same time, but close, you know, but you could still... 
according to this schedule, you could you could spend 20 minutes at Poison the Well before you had to go over to take back Sunday. So you Chad, know, I'm not doing that. Work. I'm not doing that, Chad. I'm going right. I'm See, going full I'm, set. I think, that, I think it's gonna be hard, but not that hard. I think people are gonna, I mean, I've seen a lot of people's lists. I think a lot of people already have their priorities. And I don't I'm sure there will be some some disappointments, but I think in general, people will be able to look at the three options and go, this is the one I want to see most. And, um, and if not, I'll go, I'll split my time between I'll go for 20 minutes over here and 30 minutes over here or mm-hmm. whatever. So we can end on this positive note here. I think I'm going to be bringing the most amount of money with me for merchandise that I've ever brought to a show. How much, how festival. much are you bringing? Can you disclose this amount? We've talked about this because this is something in my friend group that we have kind of discussed, and it's it's up there. It's, it's up. There. It's up. Is there. it is it is it more than five thousand dollars? No, no, no. Okay, no. all right, that's good. No, is it more I, than twenty five hundred dollars? No, it's not that high. But I mean, like, if we're ballparking, it is a little lower than that. You know, okay. somewhere between like it's it's probably four figures. So it's between a thousand and twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah, I, I think personally for me and you know the group that I'm with, uh, not you know especially my buddy JP who has worked with me on this podcast. Uh, he's the videographer yep. guy. Um, yeah, we've gone back and forth of like you know it's going to be an insane. We've put money aside for just this particular. <laughs> and then I, I mean, the, as of right now, this is the one time this happens. Yeah. So. I get it. And, and we've got, we've got some, we got some little surprises up our sleeves on the, uh, uh, to, to try to sucker, uh, everyone, you know, not sucker. Did I just say sucker? I, <laughs> I meant inspire everyone, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, man, I think, I think that we, we're all the same way, you know, and we all see it as, as an opportunity, um, to gather collectibles and, yeah. and, and to take some, some memorabilia back home with us to mm-hmm. commemorate the, the weekend. Uh, yeah. And, even and if it's really, like a whole different, even if it's a whole suitcase that, you know, just, it, we brought an empty suitcase, filled it up and brought it back. You yeah. know? Well, I was, I was thankful when we talked with our security team and they agreed to let us uh, approve backpacks and fanny packs because I, I mean, fanny packs, not, not as much, but I was thinking if, if people can't bring backpacks in, what do they do with merch? Like you, you just like carry around like, yeah. like you know, like <laughs> t-shirts bags full, yeah. and vinyl and it's, uh, that's going to get awkward. So I don't even know how it's going to work with a backpack. I feel like there's going to be a lot of like, uh, this is round one. I'm going to go back to the car. Backpack's full. Round yeah, two. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's going to be. Yeah, the whole uh, – because I, I started collecting CDs again too, which is uh, oh, it's cool. kind of annoying, uh, especially because now you have to buy like a vinyl and a CD sometimes. Right. But um, yep. on top of that, there's going to be the you know the clothing side and, and whatever else, like long sleeves, short sleeves, hoodies. Yeah. I mean these are all things that – I mean when you really get so down to it. who's your number one who, – who, whose who's merch booth are you going to beeline towards? day one you've stood in line for an hour and a half you're in you're like okay this is where i'm going all right i have to bring up the lineup for you uh, to answer this question so (laughs) now you know how i feel it's like Uh, people people like you asking me specific questions i'm like wait i gotta pull up the lineup well okay it's it's overwhelming it's pretty easy there's a lot of bands that obviously that i can see um probably at a later date you know and and, but again there's probably who knows they may have merch specifically for a furnace fest so that's going to be a whole other 
dumb idea thing that yep. I've got to deal there with. There will be a couple of those, guaranteed. Yeah. <clears throat> the bled. The bled's one that I'm yeah. probably going to go for. Uh, Good call. You know, Poison the Well, I have to because they're, they're, yep. they're big for me. Uh, the bled would be one. Misery Signals was going to be one, but unfortunately yep. not. Comeback Kid is one. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I still want – I don't sell out of the long sleeve Furnace Fest shirt uh, or, or save me one. I'll definitely pick one up when I get there. But I want one nice, of those. Nice, um, Zaya would be one. 18 Visions. I mean, ca- Cave In, Converge, uh, yeah. all sorts. There, most of these bands that I haven't seen in quite some time or never seen, obviously, um, you know, that I really am looking forward to uh, just – getting a getting a sense of like what their show is like and then obviously like you know seeing them live and having a shirt or, or vinyl or cd or whatever from them uh is going to be i mean the list goes on man the yeah, list goes yeah, on yeah. but a lot of these bands like the bled that i never you know i never thought i'd see them again poison the well i right. went to the last little tour they did in like 15 and i was like this is the last time i probably will see this band and even when i had uh chris their drummer on the podcast the biggest question was like you know when when were we when are we going to see you guys again? When are you going to tour again? And then, kind of understanding the hard the logistics of how hard it is for them to get together, and mm-hmm. you know where people are in their lives, and you know how other people are in different bands or doing different things in general. So, right, you know, right. a it's part of me a part of me is going to support. Complex. Yeah, it definitely, and a, and a part of me is going to support uh, these artists in any which way I can. That's why I kind of like doing this podcast. That's why I kind of, you know, I, I tell people all the time, you know, buy merch from the merch table if you can, uh, rather than like, you know, buying their album on Amazon or whatever else, because the band will see more of that in their pocket. And then again, I'm supporting their art, which hopefully will then allow them to continue doing what it is that I love that they do. Yeah. Yeah. No, man. I, and I completely, uh, 100 like if anything i feel i completely agree but i I also sort of feel like the you know like how much like how long is merch gonna last and like how like is everyone like how do you even because as a festival we've been working through this like how much merchandise do we order and how much is too much and how much is not enough and then like it's it's crazy so um we you know we we landed somewhere between conservative and aggressive and Mm -hmm. just like, okay, let's kind of find the middle ground. And like, this is not the conservative one, but it's not the aggressive one. So hopefully it all works, but um, I'm just excited that I'm just excited that we're going (laughs) to, that we have this opportunity to, uh, to once again, you know, be together and, and go, uh, go chase down merch booths. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, with, with like we said earlier in the, in the show here, I look up, old merch now. So that only mm-hmm. makes me want to get more merch, you know, yeah. now because beforehand, you know, like I, I would look at my wardrobe <laughs> and it would be all band hoodies or band t-shirts or something like that. Right? right. And I wouldn't have like, you know, nice looking clothes, so to speak. But now, however, that's a whole aesthetic, right? Like I can, right. I can dress like that still as a 30 year old, four year old man. Yeah. And that's just my aesthetic, you know, that's right. Yeah. So, I, I mean, like you can wear the glass jaw t-shirt while recording a podcast and <laughs> yeah, you're dog. good to go. Yeah. yeah uh, well, I also have, um, they're like my favorite band. So I have many, many glass jaw t-shirts. Uh, nice. I'm a, I'm a diehard fan. Uh, but yeah, this is the, 
this is also their 20th anniversary show yep. coming. I know out. we were we we had them confirmed for the for the May dates, and then it didn't quite work out for the. I don't want to hear that, Chad. Come on, I man. Know. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> Sorry, you're supposed to tell me you didn't like them. That's what I thought you were. I can't. Saying. I can't I, even lie. I'm just that wearing the shirt, but I don't like them at I all. I can't lie like that. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, I look I, th- again. This is something that I've been looking forward to for over two years now, uh, something I wasn't a part of in the beginning, something I lived vicariously through one of those things that us old people call a DVD. And um, I am beyond enthused to head over to Birmingham, Alabama, of all places, and experience not only covering the festival, but being an attendee, which, again, it is going to take a lot of work and a lot of uh, time management, which I'm not the best at. But we yeah. will get it done, and I will enjoy. You know, thank it's going to be a great weekend, and I, I, I thank you for not only putting it on, but allowing us to be a part of it. Yeah, well, likewise, and thanks again for having me. It's great to see you, and uh, I'm excited for uh, for this fest. And two weeks from whenever people are listening to this, yeah, insane. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we might put out a little earlier. You, you didn't give you didn't give me any kind of like you know. <laughs> no, yeah, do whatever you want. So you know, we can put it out tomorrow or today if you want. Well, we got go we, we do have a schedule, so I just nice. Yeah, yeah I no, I get it. We have we have we have you gotta some stay, You got to stay orderly. That's we good. can switch around the le- the next months, you know? <laughs> but uh, other than that, Chad, it was great chatting with you, man. Um, you too, Dave. Thanks like, again. I look forward to meeting you all there, and I I look forward to just having a great weekend in Alabama. And um, same. Hopefully, everything goes as according to plan for you guys. Yep. And maybe, absolutely. maybe it will go so well that you will have to do a 2022. Yeah. One. That would be a great, what a great problem to have. Right. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Well, have a great day, Thanks. man. And I'll, uh, I'll see, see you in a month. Yeah. Look forward to it. Thank you. Hey, this is Chris Swinney, formerly of the Ataris and currently host of that one time on tour, part of the sound talent media podcast network. Have you ever wondered what it's really like on the road? The highs can be euphoric, but the lows can be crushing. Join me every week as I chat with industry pros about what it's like living out their wildest dream and, in some cases, their worst nightmare. Past guests of the show include members of NoFX, Pennywise, Bad Religion, and more. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com.